Welcome to the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast, a conversation about representation in comics and related media. I am your host, Rain Coleman, and this is part two of the very special Avengers Endgame discussion. Alright guys, we're back again. Uh, thank you for joining us. Um, I'd have to say right now, if you haven't listened to the episode before, which I believe is episode 66, please go back and listen to that. That is the first part of this discussion. Uh, got all the spoiler alerts out the way. Spoiler alert again. This entire episode is full of them for Avengers Endgame. Now again, I am your host, Rain Coleman. You can find me at Twitter, Carefree Blurred, uh, all other social medias, Carefree Black Nerd. Email me, carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com. Use that hashtag CBNPod when you're listening to this episode. Uh, make sure you live tweet as well. And if you're over there on the YouTubes, again, go ahead and comment in the comments. Let me know what you think, what you thought about last episode, what you think about this one, and all that good stuff. Let's make this a conversation. As always, go ahead and uh, rate and review Give me them five stars over there on Apple Podcasts and let me know what you think about the episode. I'll definitely give you a shout out by reading your review on the next episode. Um, yeah, all that being said, this is the second part of my conversation with Andrian. And thank you. Thank you, my good sir, for joining me. He was a pleasure. Um, as usual, or as <laughs> in the episode stated before, please be sure to check those show notes for all his social medias and give him a good follow and uh yeah let's join this next part of the episode already in progress right, like, especially with the way that they've explained time travel in the mcu okay let's talk about that before we continue on with another character how do you how do you feel they explain that to the audience again and not considering us nerds but like the the general audience that is not into comic books but love these movies how well do you think they executed that or delivered that multiverse theory i think seven out of ten i think it elevates to a seven out of ten mainly because they they do a good job of like priming you by saying you think back to the future and all of these other movies Mm -hmm. that involve time travel throw all of that knowledge out of the window right and then there's kind of like an explainer and it sort of works but judging by the number of people who didn't understand what cap did at the end yeah clearly didn't work as well like the 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 explanation didn't work the explanation of the rules didn't work nearly as well as maybe they had hoped right yeah um but in essence basically yes they what they do in the past and i think actually the ancient one did a better explainer there we go than that's like what that's the what ancient one did a better explainer than banner was able to right yeah so the timeline remains the timeline you go back in time and effectively you can't change what your present right that you had at that particular point in time when you went back in time was so your your future your present that becomes your future stays the same right but any actions that you change in the what is now the past will create a new divergent timeline until so it's an alternate timeline which doesn't affect the main timeline until of course you go and re you know correct whatever it is that caused the divergent timeline in the first place then everything resets back so it's like in terms of what they had to do it made sense they tried to get stones in um you know they tried to get the tesseract that failed so they just had to go back to a further point in time 
right? Mm, that yeah. means that the divergent timeline is still there. The divergent timeline where Loki jumps into the portal yes. where the Tesseract exists. Something yes. happens in that timeline. But they don't ever have to worry about that because it doesn't affect their future. Yeah. Right? They just yeah. go back further in time, get it, and then go back into their place in the timeline. And then yeah. when Cap goes back in time, the second time, like he just has to put the Tesseract or whatever back where he found it. Right. Because of course the span of time hasn't changed for them back in the past, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like it makes sense. Um it's just the explainer that was given, I think like I said, the visual sort of explainer that the uh the banner has with the uh, ancient one kind of did a better job than when banner was trying to explain it to everybody else in the first place because like even i was like wait a minute okay i think i get it this is kind of like somebody said it's dragon ball z time travel rules and i was like i haven't watched that much dragon ball z but i'm okay that's gonna that's gonna be how i explain it to know to it like i don't get it i'm like dragon ball z have you watched that okay that's it Okay, good, because I was thinking that as well. The Ancient One, her description, I think because it had that visual element, really yes. helped make that make sense. Um, yeah. I still have a bit of an issue with it, but I do understand, and I wonder, I'm sure this was intentional, but I'm sure, okay, I wanted to save this to the end, but we can get into this. Yep. With this multiverse theory, or multiverse, well, not theory, because it's a thing that happens, with with Cap's decisions, I feel like it's easier now to introduce the Fantastic Four and the mutants and anything else into this larger universe because of the explanations given in this movie. Absolutely. Um, I don't think it was deliberate because I don't think they could have known that the Fox deal would have been finalized like yeah. before this movie happened. So like that would have been written in. But it's definitely a really convenient backdoor yeah. because at any point in time, anybody who's gone back, you could you could you could explain away mutants as a divergent timeline where something or the other happened with a mutant X gene or whatnot, mm-hmm. or exposure to an Infinity Stone caused a you know uh, you know latent yeah caused a latent uh, uh, genes like to to manifest or whatnot. Like there's there's a lot of different ways that they can explain it. They could say it was a, a a divergent timeline. They could say it was something that happened in the timeline that was caused by any anything. So they have a really good and nice tied up with a bow sort mm-hmm. of like explainer to to introduce a bunch of whole different things if they really want to. With regards to what Cap did, because I know a lot of people were ex- were confused. So the main thing to understand is that like when he went back in time the second time with Tony, and he steals the pin particles, he takes four. Right, so he takes enough for two trips, two extra trips in relate in in addition to the one that he's already making. Right, so the first time he goes back, he uses the time machine. He doesn't. He's not. You know. So like he has one. You know. He still has three pin particles, and so he goes back and puts the stones where they need to be, and then he decides, I'm going to live a life with Peggy. Yep. So divergent timeline. So he lives that life with Peggy, knowing that he can jump back at any point in time to a previous point from that point and then live the normal timeline to come back, right? So he does that, but then realizes that it's like, okay, so that divergent timeline is happening and that life is happening and it doesn't affect anything in any way. And then he lives his life and then he realizes, okay, Peggy's died. I'm still, because obviously he's going to live older than she has, but he has a nice life. So then he jumps back in time again, reconvenes to the correct timeline knowing that he's supposed to then jump back to that platform at a particular point in time but then it's like i'm going to rest i'm done 
being cap so then of course then can make a jump forward in time to skip that point and then go back and then like that's a new timeline right and mm-hmm. so that's why he appears on the bench later on having been married having lived a full life and lived a considerably longer life because even with Sol- super soldier serum do you know how long it'll take him to age to that point right yeah. and that's when he brings the other shield as well and he's like I've, I've you know he's made his decisions and he had the extra pin particles so he could make those multiple jumps without having to mess anything up mm-hmm. and appear further on in the timeline and, and he's waiting on that bench and he's like okay here you go for me the decision to give the shield to sam like as a black person i was like yes <laughs> yes yes get him that shield but i as an mcu fan i don't hate it it's just i thought that they had telegraphed bucky getting that shield for like so long yeah Every time he holds up that shield, I was like, this is just foreshadowing that he's going to be Cap, right? Like, even the White Wolf thing, I thought was maybe a, a red herring. Like, it was like, yeah, yeah, he, he, he's, he's in Wakanda and he gets a vibranium arm, but he's going to be Cap. So, like, mm-hmm. that was that was a complete blindside for me. I didn't I didn't expect that at all. Yeah, you and me both, especially considering I don't feel like Anthony Mackie. He is a interesting character mm-hmm. as Falcon. I like him, but... I think my issue with him is the same issue I had with Hawkeye where I don't think he's been given the space. And like you said, we have ensemble cast, so it's kind of difficult to, but I don't think he's been given the space to grow and become a favorite outside of some jokes, you know? So, so yeah, like you, I I, I was excited because I've I've read some of the Falcon Cap books, but as an MCU fan, it just felt like it should have went to Bucky. Yeah. And, Especially knowing now that they're going to be doing the Falcon and Winter Soldier. I, I guess it makes sense. They're going to be doing the Falcon and Winter Soldier Disney Plus series. Mm-hmm. But it's like, are they going to explore how he is Cap in that? Are they going to change the name? Because he won't be Falcon. He's going yeah. to be Captain America, right? Like, will that happen? Um, are they going to be exploring? At what point in time, in the timeline, is that going, series going to be taking place? Yeah. Are they going to explore in him kind of like coming into his own as Captain America with like Bucky kind of like as his sidekick. I know it's going to be like a body cop style thing. So what is going to happen there? Like you said, maybe this is the opportunity for Mackie to kind of like grow into being a fan favorite to a certain degree. Um, Because yes, he's been like, he's not even necessarily been comic relief, but he just hasn't had a chance to shine. He's always, I feel like he's always been a little bit overshadowed by everybody else. Yeah. Um, So yeah. Yeah. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But I wasn't expecting him to get the shield at all. That was yeah, no, 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 not at all, not not at all. I I wasn't either. But uh, even with the announcement, because I knew before seeing Endgame that him and Bucky would have a series together. Yeah. So even with that announcement on the in the back of my mind, I still did not. I didn't really didn't expect Captain to give the the um, shield to anyone. I that was a surprise for him to even um, have that. Um, and I wonder, and this is just some 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 wishful thinking as a fan, mm-hmm. but I wonder if we'll get some Isaiah Bradley, the first official Black Captain America, in this Bucky Ooh. Falcon series. Like, imagine, and I don't know where they're going to put him in the timeline because eh, chronologically, Steve was the first, but as far as retcons and yeah. what all that being said, <laughs> Isaiah. I wonder if he'll be a part of this as well. You know what would be worth doing? Um, when I go and watch it again. So you know that part where Ant-Man is kind of walking around and he goes to the memorial and he sees all yeah. the names. I wonder if 
there are some so I've heard some rumors about some names being on there I'm almost certain none of the X-Men are on there but there was a rumor floating around that some of the X-Men names were on there or something like that but maybe some other comic characters like Isaiah Bradley was on there you know who made a cameo that like I completely missed the first time and I had to who think about he? it did you ever read Captain Britain uh yes but I was so young when uh, I yeah that I'm that's not don't I won't be any help <laughs> yeah so there's a the point where they go back to get the Tesseract uh, when uh, Tony and Cap do that. Um, they're talking about uh, a, an officer named Braddock who hasn't come back to the Shield oh. headquarters at the time, and it's like it's yeah, it's Brian Braddock. It's uh, I feel like that's because of course in the comics Captain Britain he serves on Strike, which is like the British sort of like uh, sort of like arm of Shield. Yeah, so. Hmm. Maybe maybe they maybe they just seated mm. Captain Britain there for for a future time. But I would go and look at that memorial again the next time I watch it and see if there were any names hidden there. Yes. Okay. Good. I'm I'm making a note of that now. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh wow. Okay. That'd be cool. This this discussion well the movie alone, but this discussion is really having me getting me more excited for Disney Plus. The more we talk, <laughs> like I'm I'm very interested in seeing what what the hell they're gonna do. Because yeah. even with the the shows that they have slated to uh, to film in the fall, like WandaVision, that could be any number of things. Um, I know Elizabeth Olsen said on a red carpet for Avengers Endgame is that it's like a 1950s style whatever. Mm-hmm. That's cool. But then think of the supporting cast. Like who who could randomly show up? Polaris could show up. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Wow. Yeah, that would be that would be really. I feel like there'll maybe be cameos from like from other Avengers at some point or the other. Like maybe yeah. that's where they start to introduce like some minor Avengers who might appear further down the line. Yeah, you know the thing is just like Marvel Studios at this point have like a glut of characters that they yes. can use, especially with stuff coming back from from Fox and uh, you know places like that. So it's like it's interesting to see kind of like how they will. I I. Like I don't, and at the same time I do. Every Kevin Feige, because like he has to be a puppet master, making sure everything kind of like links mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. And like imagine having to do that for eleven years, like with this culmination in mind, and then like suddenly like oh you have twenty plus more characters now that you yes. can do whatever. And it's like how do we introduce these that appeals to the fans, but also we're able to keep a track of everything narratively. That's so, and oh, I would love I would love that as a job. Like I yep. would stress me the hell out as far as um keeping everything. Because uh, what are those people called? Because there are people in movies. Who lore are, masters. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the lore master. Like they, there are there are lore masters who will serve, I guess, like on the Marvel brand, and basically like they will they will be in all of those meetings for storyboarding. They're like, what if we did this? No, we can't do this because it's not canon. Right, mm-hmm. like a lore master or lore masters. I'm sure there are a lot numerous of them right. attached. Will be involved in all of those meetings um, because we have similar things in video games as well. If you have like a franchise that spans like a number of years and like a number of like entries and stuff like that, you yeah. need somebody who you need someone or people on a brand team who are like, I have a high level view of what's going on on all the different pieces. Like Kevin Feige himself, to a certain degree, is a little master, but like he has other responsibilities. You need somebody whose sole job is like the nitty gritty of like. Yes, so this date was 1950, so if you do it five years in, you know, so kind of like, kind of like the mistake that happened in, 
Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man right? Homecoming. which was like the, yeah. So like a lawmaster would catch that. I guess like that was the first time they were working with Sony on that and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But like that's the sort of thing that like a lawmaster would go. You can't have that because it cl- it clashes with this thing that was said here. Yeah. So like it'd be a it'd be a cool job because like you'd be involved in everything, but you also have to retain so much knowledge. Yes, Jesus, man, I can imagine. Oh. Ooh, I don't, I don't envy them. I would like it, but ah, jeez. <laughs> oh God. Okay, okay. So, um, I guess the next Natasha. Um, yeah. What, what, what are your thoughts on her storyline in this in this film? She got done dirty. I'm just gonna say it right now. Like, I, I just, just, it's. I think it's more so like, um, obvious because she's. I, I want to say one of the few female Avengers, but like of the original six, she's. The only yeah, and like so she gets you know you know the you know the you know the term they used to be used in they still used in comics is like fridging. Mm -hmm. She's not fridge to that's not the same, but like to a certain degree, like she dies and then it's a bunch of men who end up then mourning her when when Hawkeye comes back and they're like we're gonna do it. She's an additional sort of like motivator for them Mm -hmm. to do the thing. Mm -hmm. And I was like. This yes. is some bad optics. I don't. I just. I. That's how I feel about it. It's no, just very like much I, so. you know, which so which is why it, like what I was saying earlier. I was like I like that Hawkeye stepped up in terms of like his arc and everything. But like I feel like you could they, they were interchangeable at that point. Absolutely. I feel like maybe it, it could have been better if Hawkeye had gone, and like Natasha had stayed because it's like she she's the one who keeps the Avengers together mm-hmm. like in the five year span where everything goes to hell she's the one who's taking the calls she's the one who's coordinating Okoye and Captain Marvel and everyone and, and Rhodey and everyone else right because she's like mm-hmm. I found my family so it just it's just, it's it hurts that she's the one that had to go you know so I, I wasn't a fan and I, I, I get it in the sense that she's a spy she's the one without family and this that and the third and, but I'm thinking, just imagine for a minute, Hawkeye is the one who dies. And that's like the ultimate sacrifice to save your family. Now, Natasha has that motivation that when done in reverse, doesn't look good. And then on top of that, she comes back and has to deal with the mourning of his family mourning his death. And then takes his daughter and she becomes a new Hawkeye. Mm -hmm. But Natasha is the one who trains her and not her father. Yeah. Like that could be, ah, uh, that could be. So, so when you get young Avengers, which they, I'm sure, eventually do, instead of her father being the driving force, it's his best friend yeah. Natasha and her mother, two women raising this family. Like it, it could be. Yeah, there was there was so many, there was so much opportunity there. I feel. And like maybe you know maybe in like the DVD extras or whatever or like even like the the script writers. Uh, maybe they talk about it at some point was i just feel like that particular of all the things that could have happened i feel that one stuck out the most for me because it was like yes we knew somebody had to die in formula but it's like the more i think about it the more i think it could have been hawkeye it could have easily been hawkeye and probably should have been and maybe that's more of an emotional gut punch right in that you have a situation where you then have a bunch of kids you have you have some humans uh some adults who have been orphaned but then you have you have kids as well in that like morgan stark lost her dad mm-hmm. like uh you know um I, I wanted to say kate bishop she's not kate bishop but like hawkeye's hawkeye's daughter loses her dad but at the very least they then have you know they then have like other people who can yeah. like who will necessarily step in to fill the role who will make sure they're okay 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Pepper is going to make sure Morgan is fine. Happy Hogan is there. Obviously, all of the Avengers are there. But in the same way that like, uh, you know, Hawkeye's family, Natasha will go, will move heaven and earth to make sure that they're fine. Yeah. You know? Oh. So. Yeah, it, it's and then I, I can't even say oh well maybe her contract was up. There's a Black Widow movie in production, like yeah. or pre-production, so it's not. <laughs> yeah. No, that was that was purely just sort of like a storytelling decision, and I guess it. Yeah, it's it's it was gut wrenching and it, it pulled on the heartstrings which the film wanted to do, but I just I don't. Again, sometimes I feel like the impact versus the optics. Mm-hmm. It's like how is this going to look yeah. versus what it's going to accomplish. So yeah. Mm, yeah. That's that's a that's a big concern of mine. I'm not sure if you watch Riverdale at all, but I review Riverdale and I, I, I fight I fight with myself every episode because I feel as if the writers room on that show does not have any black people, any yeah. women, any gay people cuz even the gay character gets like the most stereotypical I it's just they don't let him have a love life. The black girl is like always a plot device for the white care it's it's a whole thing that i'm like some of the storylines they make sense but if you had to built up these characters in a meaningful way before this then i could yeah. overlook it but it's they're just cannon fodder they're mcguffins living yeah, breathing yeah. mcguffins oh man <laughs> so all in all um i will say the misdirection in the in-game trailer Oh yeah, worked yeah. really well. Even though this was a sad event, the thing that happened to Natasha, but they still did a good job at misleading us. Because I was thinking, Natasha, who you gonna shoot? You got yeah, yeah. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> she's like, she's like, look, I get it. It's like keeping the skill shot, practicing on the range. I'm like, mm-hmm. what are you? Unless they're vibranium bullets. Yeah. Speaking of vibranium, Go what in. the hell is Thanos' sword made of? Because it just Bruh. ripped through Cap's shield like nothing. Oh, that looked like two big razor blades for shaving just a <laughs> to a stick and then he reminds me so much of Godar from Power Rangers yes I don't I'm like I, I don't know man I don't know <laughs> I don't know what that was made of he ripped but... into that shield and you know what that's just a testament to Cap's determination to keep moving forward and it's like I can do this all day so two things right like first that shield gets broken he gets back up and straps it. It's like, bro, you've got half a shield. What you yeah. gonna do? But then, without even missing a beat, walks up to the edge of the precipice and looks upon Thanos' army as if, like, I'm gonna do this myself. Uh, and that yeah. moment, I was like, mm. he gonna die. And then suddenly, all the portals open. I was like, oh, that <laughs> shot. That shot of if it, it, to me, if it, it felt very Wonder Woman, um, mm-hmm. in a way that Wonder Woman to me is very. Um, Epic is not the word I want to use, but I can't think right now. Like, it's very grandiose. It's yeah. very otherworldly. It's very old school. Like, that shot of his tiny little body walking to the air, yep. this gigantic army, that, like, couple seconds before turning and you seeing the portals open, I went crazy. I I embarrassed myself in this theater. I went crazy. <laughs> When he but that was the oh, ah, go go ahead. And go ahead. that was also a callback because, like in the in, I want to say it's the first Infinity Saga like comics, right? There's a point where like everything's kind of going to shit for everyone, mm-hmm. but he stands up to Thanos and he's like, for as long as there's breath, 
like yes, you know, will yep. stand against you. Thanos flicks him away because he's yeah. like puny, you know, you're human. What are you gonna do, kind of thing? But like again, it's a testament to just like his courage and his character mm-hmm. that he's like, I will put myself first. I yeah. will lead from the front. It's again a little bit of a callback to when he's in Wakanda, and it's him and Black Panther who just race out against in front of everybody. They're like, yeah. nah, the leaders lead from the front. Also, we're just saying he has humans here, so like y'all can catch up. We're gonna start, you know, beating. Yeah, he would have, t- he would have stood against that army for as long as he could mm-hmm. on his own. And it was just what a moment. It's like, yes, no, this this guy is Cap, <sighs> and then the portals. Like, oh, that whole okay. I'm I'm going to say this. I embarrassed myself in that theater. When he got Milner, oh, I still can't say that word right. When he stood up to the army, when him and Thor were fighting, like every single like moment that they knew, they knew this is gonna get the crowd going. My theater went crazy, but I went bonkers. I don't know. I went so far left. I was like, I'm like, is this what happens in church? And not to be sacrilegious, but is this the like? I went crazy. I, yeah. I hollered, I screamed, I clapped, I yelled. It was a bit embarrassing looking back on it, but Cap did it for me this movie. He did. And again, him wielding me on here, God, I I, I audibly went, bruh. And then people <laughs> turned to me, but I was just like, and then he was like, so this is the thing, that that again is a specific callback to um, when the enchantment is first put on me on you, right? Because like mm-hmm. it's not just about being worthy to lift it. It's whoever so is worthy to lift this hammer shall possess the power of Thor. So it's not just that he gets the hammer because he's suddenly very adept with the hammer. It's like he's never lifted this hammer. How is he spinning this? And you because he then gets the power of Thor as well. So for a time, it's kind of like Beta Ray Bill from the comics. Mm-hmm. It's like. Thor has Stonebreaker. He's a god of thunder, so he already has that power anyway. But a portion of that power was being flowed through Captain America as he's giving Thanos that spicy two-piece and fries. <laughs> so good, so yes. good. Man, that that if they did, okay, well I can't give it all that. I'll say, out of everything that they've done in Endgame, I think that that particular part of the fight with him and with uh, with Tony. Um, with um, uh, Thor, uh, I think they did a really good job. I only wish that it could have been the original six together fighting yeah. down there. Like, I just, that would have been even better. If we could have got that same first Avengers shot, but in, in reverse. So, was it counterclockwise or clockwise? In reverse to the way we got it in the first Avengers film. That would have been, whew, that would have set it off. Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> so, um let me see who's next banner. What do you what do you your your hook uh, uh thoughts and, and, and observances? I thought it was cool because like so the one thing that they didn't annoy me, but the one thing that I kept on seeing and I guess it was easy for people to do was that like Hulk doesn't uh, doesn't come out uh, after he gets his ass whooped by Thanos in Infinity War because he gets his ass whooped, which is not the case at all. Like he's like Banner specifically says they were having a moment where they were trying to figure out, you know, what is going on here in that, like, you know, he spends all, pretty much all of Ragnarok up up until, like, a little bit in Hulk form, yeah, right? And it's, like, so from there, you could see that there was, like, strains in the relationship because it's, like, the Hulk feels like he's only being used when, like, they need a battering ram and he's not appreciated as Mm -hmm. himself and vice versa. So, like, after that beatdown, it's, like, 
you see the banner is just sort of like, now nah, I'll just bring out the Hulk back again to, to smash someone. And the Hulk's like, nah, you're on your own this time. Anyway, yeah, so I liked that there was a resolution. And like Professor Hulk, again, if you're a comic book nerd, like you know about Professor Hulk where it's like he maintains the advantages of banner, but he has like the strength and like the, the, the physique of the Hulk. So I liked seeing Professor Hulk. Isn't that Amadeus Cho? Doesn't he successfully... Yeah. Okay. He does that, but I th- I, if I'm not mistaken, at, at one point Banner kind of does that beforehand. Okay. Um, and that was, I, I want to say, it was during the whole Red Gray Hulk thing mm-hmm, where they, they, mm-hmm. was, they were figuring all of that stuff out. Um, so yeah, I liked seeing that. I think like, and I understand that like filmmaking doesn't necessarily have to hit you over the head with a lot of things. Yeah. I would have liked in a three-hour movie they could have spent a few minutes that we didn't need to see Ant-Man running around, mm-hmm. right? That they could have mm-hmm. spent on a few minutes just kind of like explaining, not necessarily explaining, but showing the passage to that point. Because suddenly there's just a resolution and it's like Professor Hulk is there. Oh yeah, we made up and we, we sorted out our differences. I went yeah. to the lab and bi- you know hit myself with some more gamma and here I am. And it's like, it's just explained away. I yeah. was like, now that I think about it, where, where could we have lost in the movie? We didn't need to see Ant-Man running around. We could have seen Ant-Man go from the garage straight to Cassie, mm. right? Mm-hmm. We we would lose a few minutes, but those few minutes could have probably gone to explaining, you know, yeah. like how we get from I the Hulk's not coming out to suddenly, oh, we're coexisting quite fine, right? So that, yeah. that's just me. That would have been... And even if you, though it is canon but not, if you had have included maybe some scenes with the Hulk that mirrored scenes from the original Hulk with, um, what's the other guy? Um... He looks like Adrian Brody to me. The other, the original Hulk, that actor. If you had have kind of oh yeah those shots, like even that would have been like kind of a callback, but not really. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I feel like they could have done better with that because just seeing him sitting in what looked like a Waffle House or a diner, yeah. I'm like, and then the, even the kids being like, oh, fans of his in this five year time span where everybody is pretty much depressed because we've lost loved ones and you see these kids excited to see hulk give me more of a reason why like is he on tv do they they look young so do they remember the battle in new york like why why are they so excited to see hulk i feel that it's that again i feel that was one of those unexplained things in that like well even in infinity war you see that some of the avengers have like merch right so like stark and and Hulk have Ben and Jerry's flavors named after them. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, the Hulk is actually eating, like, uh, Hulk Hulk Bunny Fudge at one point. <laughs> um, so, like, I think just by virtue of that, it's kind of like Spider-Man in that, like, in yeah. that universe and in that particular time, that's still something that people can, you look to okay. hope, right? It's like, our heroes are still here in some way and the Hulk is visibly there. And also, he has ice cream, so, like, he will naturally have fans okay. and taking selfies and things like that. So, I think it was one of those things that was kind of, like, unexplained. But I agree with you. Like, some people are just sort of like, what's going on? There's very somber moment. And then he's dabbing with kids. What, what is going on? Oof, right? So you that, know. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, the oof, yeah, that was something. <laughs> but, no, <laughs> but I can accept that. I can accept that as an explanation. And I do. And a lot of times that happens. I, I and, that's, and that's why I do like having guests. Because there are, much like with anything, this is a piece of art. So you're going to take different things from it. So yeah. I do appreciate that explanation. And that does make sense to me. So I can forgive that part of the movie. I just still wish we could have got a bit more of Hulk than what we got. Yeah, no, absolutely. But I mean, I like that, again, for his arc, um, 
the resolution there and then proving once and for all that he's the strongest Avenger because <laughs> like, like I mean nobody else was you, you saw what happened to Tony but like nobody else could have maybe maybe Thor I don't know nobody else could have survived yeah. putting on that gauntlet and snapping it to wish mm-hmm. people back like his arm got mighty messed up right like yes. in the same way Thanos did so yeah Oof, yeah that was that was something else um, I do like the way he looks, Professor Hulk. Like, mm-hmm. I know it's a lot of CGI, but I feel like we're at a point now where that doesn't take away from a character. Because yeah. if you look at the first X-Men movies, Colossus versus Deadpool's mm-hmm. Colossus, that's, that's a huge difference yeah. in yeah. quality. So I'm, I'm okay with that. And I want to see him more if we can. I want to see Professor Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh what's well, it let's tony and steve let's let's knock mm-hmm. them out what's up? Right. <laughs> so the two linchpins of the uh of the avengers and effectively of the mcu right it's like i think it's been it's a very intertwined story as it's deliberately been yeah and i think it's really i think this was probably the best part of the movie for me it's like the payoffs because mm-hmm. i'm going to be honest i thought it was steve uh steve that was going to die I thought oh, he yeah. was the one who was going to eat the dust. I thought Thanos was going to beat his ass. Yeah. Uh, or he was going to like get in the way and p- put his life on the line for Tony. Because, mostly because um, because Doctor Strange said it was the only way, right? So, like, I mm-hmm. thought Tony being alive was was paramount to the, the you know, their plan working. Um, but I really like that, like they've kind of like mirrored each other in a way in that like Tony starts out as super self-centered and self-involved and like selfish, but like, you know, like wants to be seen as a hero mm-hmm. and eventually becomes a hero. Whereas like Cap is like the ultimate boy scout. Like he, but he's always like denied himself um, the life that he wants to lead because the other lie that he's been told is that like he's a product of war. So he always needs a and like Ultron touches on that a bit. Like he's a you're a man out of time, but you always need you're always gonna need a war. Like yeah. and what do you do when there isn't one? So that's why I think like Cap, especially when he says he can't move on, because he's afraid that like if the job is done, what do we do now? What do we do we put down our do I put down my shield? What do I mm-hmm. do? Like he's afraid to let go, but he's afraid because he, he sees that as selfish. He feels like he is he's supposed to be like the world's defender, right? Like yeah. And so there's there's a mirror in there in that like towards the end, he kind of becomes a bit more sort of like about himself. He's like, you know what? I'm going to do this and then I'm going to go and have that life. When he sees Peggy, he's like, this could be the last time I gaze upon her, right? Mm-hmm. Like when I come back, I am going to get that dance and I'm going to have a life and, and she's going to grow old. And I, at least I'm going to witness that, you know, whereas like original Cap would be like, I have to sacrifice everything that could yeah. give me happiness to get the job done. And he realizes I can do both. I can have both, right? If this if this works, I can have both. So, I I like that. There's like, it's kind of like them meeting in the middle to a certain degree. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially when he sees that Tony gets to have a life, right? Tony has a kid. Tony has a wife, uh, and he can understand why Tony wouldn't want to give that up for anything. Mm-hmm. So, I like that. Man, those two guys just really, since the beginning, those two guys have really just knocked it out of the park in terms of like the portrayals of their characters yeah. in, to the point where it's like I can't see Iron Man in anything animated comic mm-hmm, book mm-hmm. without seeing Robert Downey Jr. and that's a testament to how well he is 
owned the character in the same way that like when they first cast uh you know chris evans a lot of people were like uh, i don't know if he's a-. and now it's like he's cap he is cap yeah. in real life he is just it's it's amazing and like i think like they got the really good send-offs i like that i like that cap got to have a life that he was able to pass the mantle he can rest yeah, uh, I like that in much the same way as in the first Avengers movie, Iron Man is prepared to give his life. Yeah. But back then it was a, it was kind of selfish in that like I'm the hero. He knows he has to do it, but like part of it is also narcissistic, right? It's like mm-hmm. I was the hero of New York. Whereas this, he's sort of like I know what needs to be done. I am Iron Man, and but it's said with like a confidence that is like I've done what I need to do. And I'm mm-hmm. going to end you, right? And it's also kind of a fuck you to Thanos. Because it's like, remember Thanos saying that, like, half of all, I'm, when I'm done, half of all life is going to be extinguished. And I hope the ones that remain remember you. There's mm-hmm. no way anyone is forgetting him after that, right? That, that, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, no. You've hit. The one, the one thing in the story that, and maybe you can explain this to me. But even with Cap going back and forth, when he is back in that timeline where he eventually settles in with Peggy. Is there two of him walking around? Like, how does that... So, you know what? That is the only thing that I would probably consider a plot hole. Even though it can be probably explained, I'll have to sit down and think about it a little. Because part of me thinks that one of the divergent timelines where he does settle down with Peggy, he's in hiding because there is another Captain America around. He just doesn't need to be that Cap. Cap goes on in that divergent timeline and does his heroics and everything, and it's fine. But he is in hiding with... I feel like that's how you explain it. He's in okay, hiding with yeah. Peggy, and like he gets to live the life. Knowing that he can go back at a different point in time to rejoin the original timeline, and it doesn't affect him being Cap in that divergent timeline. Cap continues yeah. to be, right? Because it's like, just by virtue of having fought himself right there's a mm-hmm. there's always going to be another cap in whatever timeline he ends up in so unless he goes and knocks himself out in that and then goes to be captain america he actually gets to rest in that timeline he just has to make sure he's not seen yeah right where mm-hmm. he's supposed to be somewhere else and he lets that cap do his thing get that cap of course has no peggy because peggy's dead and all yeah. of this stuff so like he continues and it's fine um whereas like in the in in the timeline that he is he, you know, he gets to have the life and whatnot, and then like she passes, um, you know, and it's fine. Yeah. Okay. I, I, also, because of the timelines as well, like but by the time he's doing most of his heroics anyway, she would have gone because you know he's on ice for a long time, and she's an old woman. By the time he comes back, yeah. he just gets to live that time without being on ice. Yeah. So by the time he then joins the Avengers, assuming nothing changes, like she's gone anyway. Mm-hmm. He's just he can continue to be that having lived a full life with her yeah okay yeah i'm i'm i'm, I'm i'll accept that because i was like okay now i'm 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 here for a lot of this but this is wild as fuck. <laughs> yeah but yeah okay good good um yeah i do like the progression of or or the arc or the the road that tony and steve both traveled um yeah, yeah there were some hiccups here and there but all in all i do think no matter how much I love other characters, it only made sense that those were the two that kind of ended it all. Yeah. Um, and like you said, got to rest. Uh, Tony, I'm, I'm, I wasn't as heartbroken as I thought I would have been, but I did feel that loss. Um, funny story, there was a girl in my audience. Uh, the theater I was in was like a big stadium-style seating. Oh, wow. And okay. then they had the seating at the floor. This girl cried <laughs> boohoo tears 
from the time Peter went over to uh, Tony and tried to wake him up. He's like, Mr. Stark, I'm here. She cried from then all the way to the end of the funeral at the end of the movie. I said, and loudly too. Damn. I said, well, have your moment. I mean, I, I I love these characters as well, but it had me thinking, I'm an adult. I'm fully grown. But for the amount of time that these movies have been out, there's a lot of people out there who were kids yeah. when the first movie, and they grew up with these characters. So, I, I mean, there were people making fun of her, but I was like, I mean, I get it. Like, if, if, she, if she's one of those people and you're tied so closely to this property yeah. and this man is dead. I mean, it was a bit excessive, I feel, but her feelings are her own. I was like, man, this this is a testament to really good storytelling that she is crying her eyes out at this movie. No, but like, there were a lot of people, I mean, like, I, I shed some tears after the movie, but just because it's like, for me, it's more sort of like, oh my god, this has been 11 years of our life. Yeah. We've been on this road like emotional roller coaster like i said and that's like this is a culmination of like a big event that very few of us have ever had like i mean mm-hmm. like star wars is one thing but it hasn't been on the same sort of scale as At this I, I think that's safe to say right so yeah um so yeah it was just sort of like wow it was more the emotion of the moment in that like wow we really made it to this point mm-hmm. right more so than anything but like yes there are characters that people have been attached to and they've, they've been a lot they've been younger when everything started so like they've grown with them i've seen a lot of people who were like recounting exactly what they were doing or where they were when they first watched a particular movie kind of like you asked me mm-hmm. so like they can they can they can attach points in their life like milestones and happy and sad memories like i remember seeing on reddit actually before the movie came out people who were talking about like oh a a significant other or a loved one passed away and they won't be able to see this movie even though they'd be their mcu watching buddy or the mcu wife or whatever like kind of thing right so it's like it it was emotional for some people right because it's like there were people who had started it with them who were there maybe some people they'd lost along the way like and i think the film the film kind of like really reflects that back on people as well instead of like the ones we lost along the way the ones who didn't make it or like the people who came back to us and like the ones who are never coming back kind of like tony right so it's like mm-hmm. now that that funeral scene when when we real when the arc reactor yeah didn't light up anymore i choked up i was like yeah, oh damn he's gone like he's legit gone i was like ugh. so yeah I I, I, I shed a tear or two throughout the film because it just was that powerful for me and I'm I'm one of those people where me and my mom we went to watch Disney movies everyone that came out and these films and um, when she passed um, excuse me uh, Iron Fist the first season had just kind of came out and so you know I had that thought as well that dang you know we've gotten this far she can't even see the payoff but so i like i said i get it i get what that girl you know at yeah. least the the things that i attached to her feelings because i didn't talk to her but i get it and and i think that um this is again a testament to the well-oiled machine that is marvel and not to down anyone else but i think that it's important that film studios be you comic book or otherwise take a look at what marvel has done and it's not to elicit this sad emotion, but just look at the time and energy and where they put their money and how they told their story. Still do your own thing, but yeah. recognize that we've never seen anything like this ever. Yeah. yeah. Not only so. Oh. 
And, and you know what? You're, you're absolutely right in that. Like, I tell a lot of my friends, like, in, in the video game industry, but even just, like, in tech and whatever. I'm like, any, any like, storytellers, narrative people, marketers who aren't looking at what Marvel Studios and Disney have done and, like, being able to get positive case studies from this is not paying attention. And it's like, whether that is deliberate or otherwise, like, you got to totally be looking at what they've done and how they've been able to get this sort of like global sort of investment in what they've done right because mm-hmm. a lot of people if you'd said 10 years ago to people that like comic book movies were going to be where they are right now sure we're looking at marvel versus like dc and everybody else and whatnot yeah. and warner brothers but like if you'd said to them that like they were going to be this spectacle and a comic book movie was going to earn 1.2 billion in three days in its opening weekend people would have laughed at you if you'd said that 10 years ago mm-hmm. right and it's like and that's not even to say that like comic book characters elicit more of a response than say like you know Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings or anything like that like it's entertainment at the end of the day it's just a different medium but the difference is that like Marvel Studios got people to care yeah. how did they get that to how did they that's that's the that's the his, that's the lesson that's a history lesson but also the lesson that people should be paying attention to it's like the care and detail that they've taken and given to the world that they've created and the universe, right? It's why yeah. people keep on coming back, right? Because remember a few years ago, people were going, oh, superhero fatigue, superhero mm. fatigue. <laughs> and then like, and then Thor Ragnarok happened. Okay, maybe superhero fatigue now. Then Black Panther happened. Oh, okay, definitely now. Captain Marvel happened. Okay, Endgame happened. It's like, it's not, it's for as long as you give people a reason to keep coming back, they're going to. Mm-hmm. And, and especially with something like comic books where it's like, the sky's the limit. Like, it's as yeah. limited to your imagination. As Stan Lee has always said, it's like what you dream can come true, right? Especially yeah. if you tell a story that people can relate to. So, no, kudos to them, man. Kevin Feige and even Bob Iger, like, putting their faith in them and yeah. giving them the room to do. It was a huge gamble, right? I don't know if you read that. Um, uh, I, I want to say it was in time, but it was a piece about it. And they talk about how when the first Iron Man movie is being made, yeah. they've taken the loan from Merrill Lynch mm-hmm. and for collateral they've used the likes of Black Panther Doctor Strange and a few other properties if that Iron Man movie had not made money back they would have lost ev- they, we would have had no MCU yeah it, and and John Favreau knew that going in so like there was extra pressure mm. they were banking on a star whose star had fallen right like yeah. Downey Jr. was like in the depths they were banking on like a character whose popularity wasn't anywhere near in the top 10 of Marvel characters at the time. And look where we are now. So. But even even in, in addition to that, they were banking on not having a full legitimate, not legitimate, um, fleshed out script. A lot of Iron Man was yeah. ad-lib. Like him confessing, I am Iron Man. Yeah. That wasn't in the script. Mm-hmm. That was just something he said. That was like... <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, it, it is. It is. Um yeah just to see how far we've come i just man i'm i feel like a kid again i feel like saturday morning cartoon yeah going into the comic book shop uh buying a toy from uh, toys r us or kb toys or whatever i just felt like a kid again in the sense that my my inner child felt at peace <laughs> like but watching that, that you nailed it that is the that is that is that is I think the magic of it, right? It's like 
you know, bringing out that inner kid in you and making you feel that, like, you know what, it's not even necessarily that it's cool to like comic books again or it's cool to like comic book movies. It's that, like, the thing that you enjoyed, right, is suddenly, like, you know, go and go and enjoy the thing because everybody else is suddenly in on, on the thing yeah. that you loved, right? And, like, we get to do stuff like this. We get to talk about it on a podcast or whatever. Like, it's, it's just amazing, like that it's kind of like come full circle and mm-hmm. even to the point where like I was doing this on Twitter as well which I guess is the next topic but what is next for the MCU like we yeah. have, we've rounded off this saga and like Thanos has got his ass whooped and he's been dusted along but like now what what is coming next and I I'd love I like that they've taken their time to build up to cosmic level threats yeah I don't think they necessarily need to go straight back into it but like there's there's opportunities right like Doctor Strange really opened up to the different dimensions mm-hmm. and the different cosmic level entities that are there. I had read from the writers that like the Living Tribunal nearly showed up in Yeah. The Living Tribunal nearly showed up in uh in Endgame. So like in terms of stuff that is even way bigger than Thanos, way bigger than Galactus, like they are there. They're the seats for that there in the in in the MCU. Mm. Like my mind my brain says if they're going to introduce anything now that they have Fantastic Four and stuff back Galactus could be the next threat. So, like, maybe something when when Thanos did the snap or something, he alerted a bunch of other different yeah. entities, and they were like coming for. But like, my heart wants Doctor Doom. You know what? But you can do that though. Yeah. Like you could even get a Magneto. Like even because we got eleven years mm-hmm. to get Thanos. Yeah. So who's to say it won't take another eleven to get Galactus? But in the yes. meantime, you get your Doctor Dooms, you get yeah. your Magnetos, you get your Silver well, you get Silver Surfer, but you get your other uh, Earth-based big bands yeah. who could, at the end, have to turn and help fight but, Galactus. Yeah, they they were former heralds of Galactus who we sent along to check and see how Earth is faring or whatever or something like that, right? And then mm-hmm. like he he turns up. And then everybody has to fight him off. Like I, I think they could do that. They could do Kang the Conqueror, especially with yeah. the time travel that's been open now. Um, they they have a whole host of of things they could do. They could do like a late Omega level mutants if they really wanted yeah, to. Oh my god, they could give us an actual and 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 I I shit on the Fox movies, but not so much because still these actors are being paid. These people are getting these stories out. However incomplete they're still getting them out but you could do a dark phoenix saga mm-hmm. that would it, let the phoenix be the big bad yeah you know, like oh my god it yeah <laughs> there's 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 so much material that they can work with which is nice i think like one of the good things i the only worry i have i it's it's a small worry but the only worry i have is something um somebody had mentioned to me and it, it's a good point in that like the mcu worked very well because uh, Feige and co have had and the directors have had to make the most with the properties they had at the time which yeah. weren't the blue chip stuff now that they have the blue chip stuff back I hope that they maintain the same sort of like work ethic and drive in mm-hmm. that like let's make the most of what we have now rather than just thinking we have the popularity of the X-Men all of a sudden so we don't need to do as much work right I don't mm-hmm. think they suddenly shift gears and think oh it's plain sailing from here but I, you know I just hope that that doesn't affect like the quality and sort of like even just sort of like the the approach that they have to these stories yeah. because it's like now you suddenly have more eyes because you have more properties and you have more things that people are aware about um but like i said they made captain america and iron man and and black widow household names like 
If you mm-hmm. ask people at the beginning of the MCU who Black Widow was, like only the super nerds could tell you. Right. You know what I mean? And now she's getting her own movie. So like it's insane. I, I can't wait to see what's coming for the next ten years. Yeah. I can't wait to be on that ride with everybody because it's gonna be like whoo wee. It's gonna be good. <laughs> Absolutely. Um yeah, no, I agree with everything you said, Tenfold. Like this has been this has been such an amazing ride. Even if you haven't seen five of the movies. Even if they're like Civil War and First Avengers, let's say you haven't seen any of them, I feel like you still get a complete story that is a satisfying. Like you might not like the ending, but the ending still makes sense for the long story that we were told. Um, and like you said, going forward, like what what can we expect? Like there could be any number of things, and then not even just them them having all these different characters it's also having that disney plus app yes yeah i'm sure it's going to feed into the larger movies well they're going to be given the disney plus uh series they said in their investor day those series are going to get like you know like movie style treatment right like they won't necessarily have movie style budgets but mm-hmm. it's going to be movie style quality because they're in the mcu so at yeah. the very least you know that it's going to be and and those actors reprising their roles as well that's mm-hmm. money right like so right, right. Yeah, they've they've made billions so like they can afford to pay them and see if their stars rise and whatnot mm-hmm. but like i'm i'm excited that they have more avenues to tell stories um and it will be interesting to see how everything ties up now yeah. um, i just i'm like i'm very curious to see how they work mutants in that's yeah. because like i want to see I want to see uh, Captain America. Well, I want whoever Captain America is. I want to see Avengers interacting with Wolverine, with mm-hmm. Magneto, with Xavier, with Cyclops, and with Storm. Yeah. I want to see. I want to see that on the screen. I just, oh man. You know, even with that, I would love it if Marvel would give us a clear, concise, basic difference between the mutants. Fantastic Four and the Avengers and I say this because in the Marvel comics if everyone wore a mask you wouldn't know who anyone is and it seems like the only difference is that the Fantastic Four has better PR than the mutants because they all essentially have the same thing enhanced abilities so when you're reading these stories you enjoy them but it's like why would someone hate Storm but then love I don't know Captain America and then also love Sue Storm. They're all enhanced people. Mm-hmm. You only know she's a mutant because she's part of the X-Men. Well, what if she was on the Avengers? Do you hate her then? Like, uh. I think, so, it, it goes back into sort of like why the X-Men are marginalized versus others, right? It's like, it's not even a case of enhancement. I think, like you said, PR pays into it a bit. But, like, the difference being that, like, people are aware that uh it's not a genetic thing for captain america for instance like he was yeah. given he's from a time where we needed they uh, america needed any edge they could in in that particular war in the universe so it's like he got his by drinking a serum whereas like for mutants people specifically hone in on the fact that they were born that way even if the the gene was latent for a while they were mm-hmm. born differently right which kind of which is just a mirror to like what was happening in real life at the time yeah. what's happening right now it's like somebody who goes like oh you know, you know this person is a superhero but he's black so you know i'm going to be racist to them by virtue of something that he had no control over he was yeah. just he or she was born that particular way and i think that is the vi- the difference right the fantastic four 
didn't get born with their powers they got them by going into space right right Right? so it's it's one of those where it's like they were off doing something valiant and then by a mistake this happened whereas like Mm -hmm. you were born this way so you're different it's like you're right then there's not that much in the way of difference it's just that the way the people got their powers i think like is how the public perception you know for a long time superman stories as well like some people were like this dude's an alien. Is he here yeah. to like take over the planet or is he here to save us, right? And not everybody, I mean, Lex Luthor is a perfect example of like, nah, you're not from here and you're going to stunt human like advancement because they're just going yeah. to look to you for help. So like it's it's a weird twisted way in that like it's it's kind of like the you you your other kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? So I think that's where that's where the difference is. Also, have you noticed that like in the MCU very few people wear masks now? Right, it's oh, like, yeah, like sure. they very few of the heroes actually have a secret identity. I think like Peter Parker being one of the few who still wears a mask, yeah. and like Cap kind of lost his because everyone knew who Steve Rogers was anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, like Romanoff kind of was outed to the world as a spy. Like Hawkeye is known, um, even Falcon. Like it's so it's like you know same Winter Soldier. Like um, mm-hmm. I think like uh, T'Challa is kind of like T'Challa is known as the yeah, he's he's been out there to the waters. I have very few that wear a mask, like as keeping their their identity secret in the MCU, which I feel like is a bigger point than it gets than yeah. gets like mentioned, you know. So yeah, maybe yeah, that absolutely. Yeah, well, maybe the the mutants will come in and, and do that for us. Hell, right. um, one thing I do want to touch on is Okoye discussed an underwater earth. Yes. So, how about we uh, Namor. discuss the implications of that? Namor. I feel like they're seeding Namor. So, the thing with Namor... Uh, so, Marvel, I think, have some of the rights back. But it's still, ultimately, a universal thing. So, he's in exactly the same situation as the Hulk. Mm. No, he's in this... Yeah, in that, like, I don't think he can appear in a solo movie. But he can totally be used in other people's movies. Mm-hmm. So, for me, I feel like that was... If they haven't started already writing the script for Black Panther two, I feel like that was a nod to oh, Namor. What is that war that that um God? Well, as soon as you said that, when the Atlanteans uh, invaded, yeah, when yeah, and and Namor flooded Wakanda, yeah, and then like they duped it out. Like I feel like that that's a good. Ain't that when Shuri was Black Panther? Wasn't she? Yes. Yeah, he had. I think he had just come back from the coma, and he was king of the dead. Uh, oh my yeah. god just so yeah i that was if that's the second namor reference because the first time i want to which movie was it and let me get this right i want to say it was winter soldier anyway there's a there's a movie where behind iron man there's a board and they're showing particular parts on the map and so the first time you ever see wakanda there's a spot where wakanda would be but then there's a spot in the ocean where atlantis would be mm like that's way back when as well i'll double check what it is um the the movie but like yeah and then so yeah that that was definitely a name or reference it, it couldn't be anyone else and i was like okay all right i see so like if he can appear in other people's movies it would make sense to have him in black panther's movie maybe mm-hmm. crossover with somebody else um it, they can do the thing they did with the hulk where he has like a three three movie arc and yeah he appears in other people's movies, films. yeah I mean the 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 first mutant, the world's first mutant. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, not, not counting Selene and Apocalypse, but the world's first mutant. Like, yeah, 
Bruh. It would be it would be awesome. And like I was already thinking who could play him, who would they cast as him? I like want an Asian is, man. Oh yeah, definitely. Um but like I was like it'd be really cool. Like I, I that's a reference to him. Hopefully he appears in some way because like oh man, Namor is actually like he's he's a total asshole, but like he's yes. a really he's a really cool character as as an anti hero, his yes. time on the Illuminati, all of that stuff. God just picture him. Oh my god. Okay, so so picture this. This is just a uh, stream of consciousness. We have Black Panther 2. Yeah. Great movie. And the end credit scene is some shit underwater. But then we also have Fantastic 4 because I want that relationship between <laughs> Reed Richards and yeah, Moore and Sue this like love triangle so that ultimately I don't know what film it would be, maybe Black Panther 5 hell where now we have that War of Atlantis yeah. versus uh versus uh Wakanda but then also factor the Fantastic 4 cuz hell Black Panther appeared wasn't in Fantastic 4 was it number 54? What number was that? Well, it was the one where he invites them to Wakanda to test them, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. like you could do that. Like I, I mean, like the <sighs> Black Panther, Fantastic Four, and Namor. Like, give me, ah, uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm totally with you on that. Like, I just, <laughs> I want to see. I, I just want Namor in the MCU. Mm-hmm. I really want to see that, and I think like it's, it's a good time as well, especially with not that they have to look to DC Warner or what they're doing in any way, but like seeing how well they yeah. got. Um, it's a completely different tone, but seeing how well they got uh, Aquaman, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think it's as good a time as any to like have their own. Oh, absolutely! Sort of, like, spin on you, that. you you would have to really put in work to make him different. Yeah. Um, but honestly, do you? I mean, he is a different character entirely. But I I think it can be. Oh my god! Like, can you imagine <laughs> a flashback sequence in Namor that shows him being there throughout the entirety? Of the MCU, yeah, like, not giving a fuck. Like, well, that's them niggas on at Earth. Fuck yep, them up on land. Like, but maybe even when Thanos snaps, right? And it's like they lose half of the Atlanteans or something, and they have to <laughs> figure it out. You, you know, there's this. They've opened it up to so many different things, but that reference did not go unnoticed. I was like, oh. that's Namor right there. So, Ooh, yeah, yeah. Oh see. man, <laughs> just um, I guess any. I oh, also I want to mention. King Valkyrie, not Queen, because he explicitly said King. Yeah, you should, yeah, you'd be a better King. I don't know if we need to get a Valkyrie movie, if it's going to be an Asgardian movie, but I want me a Game of Thrones style. Uh, um, uh, 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 um, what did I just say? Those people were <laughs> Valkyrie as the King. Yeah, and and just. I mean, it don't have to be Game of Thrones, but I just, I, I want to see Tessa Thompson ruling over her fucking kingdom. Yeah. And I, I just, I want that. I, just, I, I feel like that, no, they'll definitely pay that off in some way because I know um, Tessa Thompson and, and Chris Hemsworth had kind of let slip that Thor 4 was already going to be a thing and mm. um, Taika was coming back for it, right? So it's like they'll definitely utilize that. I just... I'm trying to think which would come first because I think Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is going to be going into production now that Gunn is back um, that's going to be going into production 
soon and i think that will come out before thor so thor can definitely appear in guardians of the galaxy 3 since yeah. like they're going to be looking for nebula um sorry not nebula G- gamora yeah like so he can do like the eyes guardians of the galaxy kind of thing oh. and then like he goes back to see what's happening with uh with new asgard or something maybe some new threat comes up or whatever and then like valkyrie needs help with maybe she like maybe she reforms the valkyrie like you know yes contingent right and and she, she takes up her mantle as brunhilde and uh, yeah, there's mm-hmm. so much there's so much there but i liked that he passed the mantle to her i love that, that he acknowledged yeah. that he's like no i have things i want to do i want to go like explore and see things and you're better at this than i was anyway so you know go nuts yeah <laughs> i i i'm 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 on pins and needles waiting yeah i'm just i'm i'm excited for what they're going to give us um one thing i do want to touch on again uh before kind of wrapping up what are your thoughts about the scene in the final battle with Peter Parker getting saved by Captain Marvel, but then this like few seconds of all of the women who really gave me A Force vibes, oh, was, all of yeah, the women yeah. charging into battle? I thought it was great. I thought it was it was funny because I read a thing from the uh, the writers where they were like they they um, they debated back and forth as to whether or not. It was pandering versus a thing that should just happen, but like I hope that they pay it off in that like if yeah. uh, if if there's an A Force, I mean an A Force movie would just sell like crazy, because that's yeah I feel like that's easy money and <laughs> even if you're just looking at it purely from money standpoint, yeah that is easy money. I mean like Captain Marvel is testament to the fact that like if you do it right or at least yeah. mostly right, right. Women then like men. yeah. So yeah, definitely. If if that means more representation, and please, I want Wakandans on that team. That I was so disappointed. You don't have a force in the MCU without at least Okoye and Oshiri. Yeah, on that team. So maybe some Dora Milaje up in there. I, I, I just like I whatever, but like Valkyrie they gotta be there. Dora Milaje. Man. Yep. Uh, but yeah, no, it was it was a cool moment because I loved it because I immediately screamed that like I was watching it with some <laughs> friends and I immediately screamed A Force right there and they were yeah. like, yep, yep, that's it. And I loved it was like she has help. I was like, oh hell yes. No, I wish that thing could have been longer. Yeah, like, I oh that's what I wanted to see them whooping ass longer than what we got to see. But uh, I get it. But oh, that was such a powerful scene. I want a poster of that. I'm surprised. I'm I'm sure someone on the internet has probably done some fan art. Maybe you could like commission someone to do it. Actually, you know, who knows? Yeah, for sure. Any of you listening out there, uh, go ahead and <laughs> any, with, with graphic design or ability, let me know because I definitely love to get a poster or a piece with like all of those women in that scene. Um, but yeah, that's oh my god. I don't know. Do you do you? <laughs> have any other comments anything else you want to address from Endgame I, th- I feel like we covered it there was one other easter egg that I totally missed mm-hmm. um, but then I saw on, on some footage Howard the Duck made a cameo wait oh no, yeah wait wasn't he sitting at a uh, wait he, no he was so when the portal's open he's right next to Wasp when she comes through um, uh-huh. yeah I, to- I totally missed it but like it would make sense because he did he was in a post credits uh, for was it Dark World when they take the ether to the to the collector, right? Like he's in one of the pods. Yeah, and so yeah, but he apparently made a cameo. I was like, I totally missed that. Um, so I'm gonna when I go and watch it again, there's specific points that I'm just gonna look for sp- certain things because like I'm sure of all the people that were coming onto the battlefield, I'm sure there were probably some more cameos that I totally missed yeah, as well. Yeah, I was thinking that. 
Um, I would love, and I know this is a long shot and probably won't happen, but it would have been nice if they had the Fox X-Men in one of those movies, <laughs> even if for like a, a brief few a brief seconds, set, yeah. that would have been like, oh God, just work together guys. Uh, <laughs> okay, um, I'm trying to think, um, seeing Pepper, I know I went crazy when she came down oh, yeah, with her yeah. Um, the Wakandans, I really wish we had got more. I will say, uh, and this isn't even because I'm a fan of the movie and the franchise, but every time a Wakanda was on film, they look good. That funeral, you can't tell me that they did not stand miles apart from everyone else, even though everybody wore black. They just, Okoye especially, bro. Oh. Absolutely. No, it's uh. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't really think of any other parts in the final scene. Or um, I know that they had the little boy from was Iron Man two. He was there. Yes, I you I so I was like racking my brains. Um, uh, when I saw him at the funeral, I was just like, I feel like he looks familiar, but I for the life of me can't place him. Then read afterwards who he was, and I was like, ah, right, that would make sense. So it was nice that he was there. I think. I I I would I hope <laughs> I, I I hope or it would be nice I guess if we continue on some kind of way with Morgan and have him, the little kid, and Peter, being the surrogate big brothers since they all have lost this same person. Yeah, uh, that would be pretty cool. That yeah, it would be. Um, I'm curious to see if, uh, with Far From Home, since that picks up literally like minutes after the events of End, well, not too long after, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious to see if there's any mention of, uh, Tony, from from Peter in that movie because like he'll still he'll still be coming to terms with that, and obviously he's like obviously he's going on this field trip. Um, to get away from it all and stuff like that, and a bunch of his classmates probably got did get snapped. But like, I wonder if like there's going to be any sort of like not necessarily PTSD, but like just a remembrance of like I Mr. Stark would have liked that. Well, in the in some of the trailers, like he's doing fundraising for the for the city, right? Okay. And Pepper Pepper signed the check that Happy gives to him to give on stage. So like, mm-hmm. there's he's still connected to them in some way. Just I guess. The only thing that's, I'm sure there probably would be, but the only thing that has me a bit apprehensive is that Tom does not know how to keep his mouth shut. So if that is a scene where the, the dimension is probably was filmed much later. Yeah. The end game was already in theaters. That's a good something. point. But yeah, that man. would be cool. That would be. Oh, since you brought it up, what the hell is the time frame for the snap? So five years later, are we five years younger in this timeline or are, have we aged five years no because they, they've aged five years okay so they have aged. yeah well with that being said oh god it was something about peter and genki not genki ned good lord okay yeah so that's the thing for for the people who were snapped so yeah time has moved linearly for everybody who wasn't snapped and so five years has happened in five years and no, they've aged no. five years, five years. No, 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 because, well, and maybe you're right, but Peter made that comment of Mr. Stark, um, last thing I remember was, like, seeing you or something, and then I was asleep. He, it, that's not verbatim, but he said something that made... Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, like, the people who weren't Snap have experienced time in the normal fashion, and, like, for the people who were snapped, I guess they were suspended in some way, right? So, like, the people who've returned... 
it's like time hasn't passed for them at all. Mm-hmm. And you, so you make a good point. Is the science that like they've aged five years, but it's been a few seconds? Because mm-hmm. that's how time travel works in the MCU, right? It's like when people went back in time, like it took ten seconds for Capsule to supposedly come back to that platform, right? Even mm-hmm. though he'd been gone years, right? So it's like he would, he would, if he had come back, he would age ten seconds, yeah. right, in normal time. Mm. So that's the thing. When they were snapped, they weren't moving in time. So that's right. why they don't, they, you know, like they will experience yeah. time as a matter of seconds. They weren't moving in time linearly, right? Yeah, yeah. And so it's curious. I'm curious to just see if, like, when Peter comes back, the classmates who were—that's exactly it. The classmates are, have they have they moved five years? I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, but MJ clearly she is in Far From Home, so she couldn't have aged. Yeah, but I think she probably got snapped too, right? So it's like, I feel like him, Ned, and a bunch of others, like the core ones who are going on this trip, like all of his classmates, I think probably got snapped. So for them, no time has passed. And that's the easiest way to explain it away. Whereas, like, I'm curious to see if he had classmates who didn't get snapped, who have since left the school because they've graduated. Uh, and that's exactly it that's what I was thinking about I said because when it comes to adults it doesn't matter but when it comes to because people look the same like how you look at 25 as long as you don't gain any weight you're pretty much going to look like that until subtle things start changing Um, another thing I do want to bring up I don't want to hold you for too long but Monica Rambeau by my calculations would be 32 in the current present day year Assuming she wasn't snapped. So okay. Are we getting some spectrum uh, uh, photon? Are we like, do we think that because she's about approximately what seven years old in Captain Marvel? Mm-hmm. Say you age the twenty years and yeah. then you age the additional five. That'd be perfect timing. I think like, and if anything, maybe in maybe they explore maybe she's been spectrum for a little bit of time by that point right mm-hmm. so like if you were going to exp- i mean because they again they telegraph that a lot in in captain marvel's movie so yes. like if they're going to do something about spectrum maybe they jump back a few years before when she starts because yeah. she gets the powers or when she starts being a superhero so by the time that we get back to the current timeline um yeah like you said she's 32 she's probably been doing it for a little bit of time already that's a good that's a good thing i didn't actually think about that that's a good spot yeah because i look i've been thinking about that since i saw captain marvel <laughs> because i thought monica uh maria yeah. before seeing the film i thought she was monica but i'm like if this said in the 90s she ain't gonna be 40 something in present day yeah but seeing her daughter named monica i'm like okay i see what y'all are doing i i'm i, I want this I want this so bad because <laughs> she was a cop right for a time before she became um was she i i, 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 I don't remember that but you're probably right a cop in louisiana like that all oh, right her. okay yeah yeah because i think she she like had parents and everything and it was kind of for me as a kid it was like oh i don't remember too many characters but whatever that's neither here nor there but i i want i want her <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh man. Okay. Um thank you. No, thank you so much. That was that was so much fun. I've like I said, I've been itching to just like splurge and talk about this thing and because like I've been you know like I'm not um 
I TV shows and movies are a completely different sort of like entertainment beast. So it's like for TV shows, everybody and specifically Black Twitter, like we just will just live tweet or or like talk about things almost immediately yeah. afterwards because Twitter is the new water cooler. But like yeah. I think most of my timeline and most of the people I follow and vice versa have been really good about like limiting the amount of things spoiler wise that they've talked about this movie until Marvel Studios today were like well here's some footage from the movie that's spoilery so it was like I think the spoiler memorandum is kind of up right but like I have I have not put direct spoilers about uh, Endgame on the timeline at all so it's been nice to talk about this to other people that aren't like my group chat and my squad yeah, and stuff like that yeah. I, just, I just wanted to like throw things out and kind of like talk <laughs> theories and like observations and stuff so thank you so much for inviting me on no 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 anytime like i said you're welcome back anytime when black panther right. comes out when when i don't know new mutants drops whenever that yeah. is whatever <laughs> young we avengers we're, we're in it if you want huh when young avengers and spectrum drops yes whatever. all of that um i want you to let the folks know where they can find you online of course these links will be yeah. in the show notes but let them know where they can uh get at you and talk about whatever we discussed for sure thanks um so yeah i'm mostly active on twitter i'm escoblades pretty much everywhere so i'm escoblades on twitter and instagram as well if you want to follow my uh my cosplay stuff amongst other things i'm uh, escoblades on instagram as well so that's e-s-c-o-b-l-a-d-e-s like uh you said they'll be in like the show notes and stuff like Mm -hmm. that um i have a youtube channel as well which is g-b-i-e-s-e and i kind of do vlogs and like video edits like i was like i've kind of gotten back into machinimas so i kind of do like music videos for like mcu stuff and whatnot and so i I throw i'll throw all that stuff up on there so uh that those are pretty pretty much the places that i'm I'm mostly active uh so yeah feel free to uh i'll be talking comics on twitter especially for a long time so like I, I like throwing up polls and nerdy conversations and talking about stuff and and recommending comics to people. Like <laughs> I like I, I want it to be a welcoming space. I like people like getting interested in stuff and being able to go, hey, go and read this thing, and then let me know mm-hmm. what you think, right? So um, let's all be nerds together. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good that's a good little, little tagline there. Let's all be nerds together. <laughs> so cool. And of course, listeners, you know where to find me here on the Carefree Black Nerd feed. Check the shows before and after this one. Uh, make sure to give that uh, like, uh, retweet, rate, and review. Um, find me on Twitter, Carefree Blurred. Everywhere else, Carefree Black Nerd. If need be, email me, carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com. <laughs> Until next time, guys, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky, and stay out of the quantum realm because you might fuck some stuff up and we don't know what'll happen then. <laughs> All right, y'all.